the perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive football stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast with your hosts, Chip Patterson, Tom Fernelli, Danny Cannell, and Bud Elliott. It's your call for the best college football coverage from National Signing Day to the National Championship and everything in between. CBS Sports presents the Cover 3 Podcast. And welcome back to the Cover 3 Podcast here on CBS Sports. That's Rocky Balboa. That's Tom Fernelli. That's Danny Cannell. That's Bud Elliott. I'm Chip Patterson uh, coming to you live at youtube.com slash cover three. Thanks to all of you that are joining in uh, on the conversation as we go ahead and give you these locks for week 13. Happy Thanksgiving to, to all of you. This will be our uh, our opportunity before uh, before Thursday hits to be able to to check in and uh, give you all the winners for the weekend. A little bit of a different schedule. So again, uh, we appreciate everyone who is in there. Uh, smash that like button, okay? Uh, I'm, I'm going to remind you again, but uh, we do have some Sportsline subscriptions to give away, and the number's got to be a little bit higher than where it's at. Uh, we begin, as we always do, with a, a very brief uh, review of the week that was uh, first Tom. It was a five and four week. Uh, the wins include UNITY, UCLA getting it done on a gut check Saturday. Tom is in on that Latifo victory. Uh, the Clemson Wake Forest over 56 and a half. The under 65 and Cincy SMU. The Tulsa minus 21. North Texas minus 10. Uh, the losses were the under 56 and a half in Miami, Virginia Tech, Michigan State plus 19 and a half. That would be a bar fight loss for Chip and Tom against Danny and Iowa State plus four against Oklahoma. Five and four for the week, 66 and 50 for the season. Uh, Tom, any thoughts on uh, the week that was? Uh, I'm happy that at least two of the losses were a total blowout, so they don't really hurt. Like it's It's one thing when you get one wrong and it's off by like a point and you miss out and you sit there and you sweat it out the entire time and you're like damn it it's another thing when you miss by like a billion because then even though you missed you can just say well yeah i was still right that was just an outlier best way to lose you don't even sweat it you're just totally you're, you're snapping clear we're moved on to the next one um was tulsa and north texas a double uh were those both quit plays oh yeah oh yeah and <laughs> tom in his bag with the quit plays <laughs> thank you Thank you, Temple and FIU, for putting in the exact amount of effort I expected you to. Um, and so be sure to uh, to keep an eye on if we've got more quick plays coming up. Uh, Chip, four and four on the week. The wins include Virginia plus 14 and a half, the UCLA minus three, uh, the Oregon-Utah first half under 28 and a half, the Clemson-Wake Forest over 56 and a half, lost on Michigan State plus 19 and a half, Lost on Texas, plus three and a half. Lost on Kansas State, minus a half. And lost on Illinois, Iowa, uh, going under 38 and a half. I get what I deserve dancing with Texas football. 
that is that is my fault. I knew what I was doing, and like so many bad decisions, uh, you know, you can identify it the next morning. You're like, I I know exactly where that night went south, and it went with Texas, four and four overall, fifty two and fifty four for the season, um, and uh, and again, we're trying to to finish this uh, this regular season locks a uh, year around five hundred, pushing the money around, uh, Danny. It was a seven and five week. It was the best uh, performance of the week. Spray in the board. The wins included uh, the bar fight win, Ohio State minus 19. Uh, you also got in on the Oregon Utah first half under 28 and a half and the UCLA minus three. Cash in Miami minus seven and a half. The under 69 and a half in Florida, Mizzou. Nebraska plus nine. Kansas plus 21 and a half. The losses were the total in uh, Louisville Duke. I believe that was a Thursday night game. And then uh, Bama, Arkansas, under 58 and a half. Liberty minus four uh, got run by Louisiana. Uh, Washington, uh, not Washington, Wisconsin, Nebraska, under 42. And Arizona State minus three. Seven and five, pretty good. Brings you up to 60 and 54 for the season. Uh, thoughts on the week that was, DK? Uh, solid week. Got to keep. I like the spray the board mentality. Although my money line sprinkles have been atrocious, and I hate it. So I might dial it back on those and keep spraying the board with these uh, with these selections. Boy, we'll get to money line sprinkles at the end of the show. But my bag is up. I am ready to get out here and throw some money around after cashing three of these suckers. Uh, but the the spray the board king, uh, eight and six on the week. The wins included the lock fight win against Danny on the Louisville Duke total. Then uh, just sort of standing on an island for a lot of these. Uh, one, the Oklahoma-Iowa State under 59.5, Clemson minus four, uh, Kansas State, Baylor under 50.5, Kent State, Akron under 75, Colorado plus seven, the Kansas TCU under 65.5, Marshall team total over 38.5, the losses, uh, the Air Force Nevada under 52 and a half, uh, Oregon plus three and a half, San Diego State UNLV under 41 and a half, the Auburn South Carolina over 44 and a half, and Middle Tennessee minus three and a half, and Rice team total under 19 and a half. Thoughts? You know, probably probably about the right record that, that I deserve there at eight and six. Um, Air Force Nevada under 52 and a half, brutal beat going to triple overtime. Um, uh, but also, I, I feel like I was lucky to win Colorado plus seven. Colorado had like 140 yards of offense up until the very end of that game. And, and that was uh, it's one of those ones where like you get a seven-point seven dog that wins outright and you go back and you look at it and you say, you know what? I got lucky there. I, I, was, I was the wrong side. Uh, but uh, I'll take it, especially yeah. after that, that Thursday night loss with that overtime stuff. Again, it's like three weeks in a row I've gotten, gotten on the wrong side of overtime for an under. Uh- for the uh, and that was Friday night. You said Air Force Nevada. Yeah. Mm. Woo. Late late night Friday. I t- I'm telling y'all, beware <laughs> of those Friday night games. You know, it's, they'll break your heart and they'll uh, they'll wreck your sleep. Anyway, we turn the page. Week 13 rivalry week on deck, gentlemen. Y'all ready? To lock it up. Let's do it. We're picking locks. My blue plate special five-star locks are coming. Since 2005, when Service Academy's locked. Look at these locks. Five-star master lock. Lock it up. The under is 33.9. We've gone over it 80 million times. You want these locks. I'm, I'm, I'm living and dying every, every point, every cover. 
All right, let's begin for the early birds. Uh, we got a lot of Friday action, and uh, we want to make sure we get that because, listen, there's going to be different times where the listeners are, are chiming in and getting this. Uh, so we start with Thursday, two games, Fresno State, San Jose State, uh, that game in the afternoon, and the Egg Bowl in the nightcap, Ole Miss and Mississippi State. Does anybody have any turkey plays on Thursday? Uh, I would Give me Mississippi State. Did y'all hear those friendly comments from Lane Kiffin? <laughs> he said, was, I'm, I'm serious. Did you, like he, he why, came do we hate it? why do we hate each other? It was like the love fest, right? Yeah. Well, it's just I, football. We yeah, love he's, each other. I don't think that anyone should hate anyone else. You know, this is just a game. You know, this is just, it's just something we want to go out there and, you know, break a good sweat. And we want to, you know, run that turkey off. I, I Listen, Mississippi State is favored by one and a half at home against this now number nine Ole Miss team. And I think that Mississippi State, you know, going into this, playing in Starkville with uh, not, and again, it is not just the Lane Kiffin play here. I think these are two comparable teams. I think that Mississippi State is a good enough football team to be able to win the game. And if we're going to go vibes as a, as a tiebreaker during rivalry week, I'm, I'm fate. I'm fading. The, listen, if Lane Kiffin threw up a red herring to get me and a bunch of other dummies and normies to go chase the bait and Ole Miss is going to come out and just run the table and win by 30, well, then I hope it is a blowout by the end of the first half so that I can fall asleep. But if this thing gets tight, I like the home team in the Egg Bowl to uh, to come up with a few more answers. Do we have any Dennis plays here? We do, actually. Right. Uh, so anyway, I am locking up Mississippi State minus one and a half. Thank all you, right. Yeah, we can get you one there. Nice. Okay, so the Dennis play. Uh, Thursday marks the two-year anniversary of the infamous Piss and Miss, or the great Dennis middle for the longtime listeners of Cover 3. Not to be confused with the Polish middle. Guys, we're talking about a, well, never mind. All right. The, <laughs> the lead-up to that game felt very similar to this year's Egg Bowl. Ole Miss seems to have the better team, but has to play in Starkville. The game just feels like it is going to go down to the wire, and something crazy will determine the outcome. So I'm not real confident on the side with such a low spread, so I'm going to focus on the total. The under has hit in eight of the last 10 Egg Bowls, and the Ole Miss unders this year are eight of 10, not including Austin Peay. Uh, everything about this game screams under, including the potential rain and cold weather. But my gut won't let me do it. My gut just keeps telling me this game is going to be more like the Ole Miss, Arkansas, or Tennessee game. Overtime caution vibes. So for no reason other than gut feel, I'll take the over 62. I'm going to lock up with Chip. All right. Ole Miss defense, I mean, that's what Will Rogers has done is pretty fantastic. I mean, Mike Leach, there were a lot of critics. I wonder how this error rate will work. I think we can all agree it's working, um, especially against the teams not named Alabama. Uh, I think they have some success throwing the football. I know the weather's supposed to be a little bit dicey, but I'm going to go ahead and take the home team here with the Cowboys. I think it's a little bit – I think Ole Miss feeling great about this season – they weren't great against Vanderbilt, which I, I, I'm still mad at myself for not taking Vandy in the 35 last week. I, I actually took it while I was watching the games, but I was mad I didn't take it in one of our locks. Um, but I'm curious to see what mental state Lane Kiffin is in. Like, where is his brain at right now? They're feeling really good about themselves. Like, almost like this season's been an accomplishment. It's already in the books. And I think Mississippi State would love nothing more than attack on one more win and beat a team that everybody's been talking about and no one's talking about Mississippi State. 
the one real worry I have here, I'm, I'm going to be live betting this game. I think it'll be pretty fun to do. And I, I agree, it could be pointsy. Um, Mississippi State's defense does give up explosive plays like a lot. And that's kind of how Ole Miss would prefer to attack. Most people are playing them with a lot of the drop eight stuff this year. And Corral has run the ball fairly effectively in those situations. I'll be quick here because I'm not actually going to lock anything up. I worry that Ole Miss has been playing possum with some of these injuries in the last couple of weeks. They've been playing a bunch of teams they knew they could beat, right? Liberty's offense sucks. They, 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 they had their FCS game. They had their game against, uh, against Vanderbilt. And I just wonder, like, how many of these guys have they been sitting and maybe not running corral as much as they possibly could because they knew they'd win those ball games. So for me, I'm going to wait and play this live when I see who's actually in the lineup, and I, I'm I'm a little scared because my numbers would say maybe Mississippi State, but I'm, I'm going to wait. I would also play it live just for the one fact that, like Danny, you mentioned the weather. Like at the start of the game, there's a pretty decent chance it'll be raining a little bit, and the winds will be about five miles an hour. But the current mm-hmm. forecast says by the time the second half is starting. The rain will have probably stopped, but the winds will be up to about 12 to 13 miles per hour. So second half under might be in play. That's not quite wonder siren, but at least it's a notable increase that should definitely be taken into consideration. Mm -hmm. Um, We got a a lot of games on Friday. It begins with uh, Boise State and San Diego State on CBS, a game uh, that you can watch on America's Most Watched Network, the Network of Stars, as well as CBSSports.com. I will be on the... We got pregame show? Danny? Tom? Oh, yeah. I'll be in there. Friday. Oh, okay. I'll be uh, I'll be in New York for the not the big CBS but the other CBS Sports Network games. But we'll be back on fr- on Saturday. Okay, all right, good, good, good. I think I might be hosting that. Oh, that's yeah, yeah, you are. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my flight's on time because last week my flight was delayed and I missed the show, so you might be really flying solo. I got to do an extra Saturday. block. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, Boise State, San Diego State, Kansas State, Texas, Eastern Michigan, Central Michigan, Ohio, Bowling Green. That one on CBS Sports Network. Utah State, New Mexico, Iowa, Nebraska, UTEP, UAB, Cincinnati, ECU, Missouri, Kansas. That game also on CBS, a doubleheader right there. USF against UCF, the war on I-4, Coastal Carolina, South Alabama, UNLV Air Force, Colorado, Utah, TCU, Iowa State, North Carolina, NC State, and the Apple Cup, Washington State, Washington. I, I imagine we've got some some Friday plays here, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, uh, Danny, you had, uh, I guess you were up... 1.5 unit to Bud's 1.4. So you've got the honors on the tee box for these Friday games. All right. I'll go ahead and start it off at 1.30. Iowa playing Nebraska. Nebraska's been so close all year long. So close. One possession games. I know Adrian Martinez is out. Does he matter that much? Like this might be an opportunity for somebody else to kind of take the reins here. I think Nebraska gets it done. I'm going to take the one and a half. Uh, but I think they might actually win this game. I, the one thing that's been impressive is this team has fought every single time they've taken the field. It's at home. Iowa, I don't think there's something that puts a lot of fear in you. Nebraska's defense, I think, should be able to stop them. I would lean towards the under, but it's already pretty low, so I'm going to stay away from that one. It's just 41. But I'm going to go ahead and take Nebraska. I'm going to say they get that reward finally in a tight game, get the win at home for Scott Frost. Bring a little bit of positivity into an offseason. Do you want to hear something crazy, Danny? What? For the first time all year, my numbers literally made a spread 0.0. So in that case, what? That was pre-Taylor Martinez. 
So I bet Iowa at open because they were giving me three. <laughs> it's like, yeah, it's Nebraska. They'll find a way to screw this up. I think the number should be Iowa too. So I'm going to pass on it now. Like Martinez is not good. He's not horrendous, but he's not good enough to move his spread at four points. I don't think. I just think the initial spread was off. Danny might be too afraid to take the under, but I'm not. I'm going to take the under 41 and a half because I do think there's probably a drop off between Adrian Martinez and the backup situation or else Adrian Martinez probably would have lost his starting (laughs) job. So I don't know how much the Nebraska offense is going to do, especially against this Iowa defense and Iowa's offense is still Iowa's offense and the Nebraska defense, as we've seen, it's pretty good. So give me the under 41 and a half. All right. Um, Bud, what about uh, what do you like on Friday? Do you have anything? Yeah, I do. I got a couple couple things here. I'm going to save that one for a sprinkle. Um, I'm going to go ahead and play. Uh, I'm going to play Kansas State at Texas. Uh, I don't get this line movement. I I understand that Kansas State's quarterback might be out. I've seen this offense without him. I've also seen Texas play def- like play football this year. There's one unit in this game that I trust. It is Kansas State's defense. They've been extremely good down the stretch. They were actually pretty damn good last week. Baylor scored on drives that resulted from a drop punt and then I think a turnover in their own zone. Both Texas quarterbacks are banged up. Uh, So go ahead and give me Kansas State plus three here. I mean, somebody said in the chat, what's going on with this Texas line? I guess this is definitely injury on either side. I mean, what? Also, who do you trust? They're trying to Chris Kleiman or, or, or Steve Sarkeesian. Yeah, they're trying to get me back in, and I know better. No way. Longhorns 0-2 against Sunflower State this year. Lock it up. <laughs> Love it. Um, let's let's go ahead and go to Greenville. I mean, we talked, uh, we we've been out here saying that uh but but you posed it. You said, hey, like I, I understand, you know. Utah is its entire profile, and that's why it's it's ranked where it is. But would you want to play this Utah team right now? The way that they are is playing some of their best football of the season. They're hot right now. Uh, I understand that the run of USF, Temple, Memphis, and Navy is not going to say that ECU is world beaters, but I do think that there's a lot of confidence coming from this Pirates group. And when you get Cincinnati just reaching up to that number four spot, coming into Greenville on a Friday, and you know all they need is, is kind of a win just to be able to maintain that position, I, I really like, uh, I like ECU to put a scare into this Cincinnati team. I think last year Cincinnati ran them, but then the year before, uh, ended up being a little bit of a high-scoring shootout. Holt Naylor's first season, first or second season, in there as quarterback. Familiar opponents. Mike Houston's got the Pirates playing well. Uh, you're already bowling for the first time under Mike Houston, and this is a this is a tricky spot for Cincinnati. So, it, 14 points sounds small, you know, but I think there's a reason for that, and I think it's because ECU will be competitive. So I'll take the Pirates. I can get you ECU plus 14 and a half. And I will be joining you because it's lock agreement. It's just, I, I, it's kind of what you were saying. This really, for me, it's not Cincinnati being ranked or just, I think this is going to be a tough game because I think ECU is playing a lot better now than it was early in the season going on the road on a Friday holiday weekend. It's going to be, you know, packed house, good environment. It's going to be a tough test for the Bearcats. I think they probably win, but I don't think they're going to cover. The only team to beat 
ECU by double digits was app in the opener winning by 14 points. Again, our strength of schedule with this ECU team, they're not in the college football playoff ranking, so I don't get to pull it up and tell you that their strength of schedule is like 108 or whatever it is. But I do think that uh, all season it's been a competitive bunch. So I I don't know, man. You, you, you trust Cincinnati? And it's on national television too. Woo, boy, Dowdy Ficklin gonna be rocking. Not to mention all the snipers that the college football playoff committee will have set, you know, with <laughs> scopes on the field. <laughs> um, okay, anything else from Friday? I've got uh, two more from Friday. Okay. Uh, I'll start with another 14 and a half point dog. Give me Mizzou. Catching over two touchdowns on the road against Arkansas. Like, I, I know Missouri's defense is terrible. They've looked better on offense the last couple of weeks, but more than anything, this is just why am I going to trust this Arkansas defense to cover two touchdowns? Not. So give me Mizzou plus 14 and a half. A little bit of confidence. I need it's Thanksgiving, it's family spirit, but I need a fight. We need to bring up a political discussion at the Thanksgiving family table just to get everybody riled up a little bit. All right, I'm going to take Arkansas in this spot. You mentioned uh, Arkansas's defense. Missouri's defense is what I'm worried about. And there's something about karma, which is kind of funny because Eli Drinkwitz was asked about the irony of beating Dan Mullen, and he has an all-time quote. When he says you can, you know, you reap what you sow, and if you, if you, if reap jackass, jackassery, you're gonna sow jackassery. I mean, that was that was pretty bad, and I think you know there, everybody didn't love Dan Mullen. I don't know if I'd be talking that much trash before you played Arkansas. To me, there's a big difference in beating South Carolina and a Florida team, which is completely thrown in the towel, and then all of a sudden going to Arkansas team who's. Still looking at, hey, we could have a massive season. We get a better bowl game. I, I think Arkansas playing at home, I think they went. Can I get this at 14 or is it at 14? Is that the best I can get it? Best I could see is a 14 and a half. Okay. Yeah. I'll go ahead and take it. I'm not scared. I think they're going to blow them out. I did bet Missouri here. Um, That's right, you did. I'm a little bit scared of this. Because Go ahead, bud. I need to catch you too. Get in with Tom, <laughs> Danny. We 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 could play this thing every single week in the off season, and then there, there ain't gonna be no catch it, man. <laughs> but I'm a little scared of this because, like, I I, I am worried about how banged up Basilak looked in that game, and the run game for Missouri was pretty bad. Uh, I'm not gonna lock it up. I. I I did bet him, but eh, I'm not going to put it in his lock. Does anybody have a uh, – I mean, I look at the North Carolina NC State game, and it, it was a you guys figure it out type line from the odds makers. Which but, one? Sorry, I, I, I missed NC you. State, North Carolina, NC State favored by six, over under of 62 and a half. It looks like a you guys figure it out type play. I got the Wolfpack. Lock it up. it up. Wow. Yeah. Like, this is one of that again. I, it's crazy because I feel like the bowl season mentality, who wants it more, is creeping more and more into the regular season, which I hate because we never really, I don't feel like we had to ask that maybe 10 years ago, but now with players opting out early and what bowl you're playing in seems to matter. NC State, they still are statistically, are they still in the hunt for the ACC championship game? They could yes. still get in there. So I think they're playing for more. North Carolina, I know it's a rivalry game, but I like the fact that NC State's playing in Raleigh. Dave Dorn, 
He's done a fantastic job. Devin Leary, like we've talked about his season this year. I think there's probably a little bit more of a chip on the shoulder of the Wolfpack. And UNC's like, oh, we got to play one more game. Like, just get us to our bowl game, get us out of here. I'm going to take the Wolfpack at home. I think they win by a touchdown or more. Are we thinking Sam Howell's going to play? And if so, do we think he's actually healthy? Because I, I made this number like he's going to play. I would not assume that based on the hits that he has taken, that Sam Howell at this point in the season is healthy. I think he might be available to play, and I think he might go out there. But this, I mean, that boy, like when he didn't play um, last week, that was very much a um, load management, rest and recovery. Like, let's get let's get Jacoby Criswell out there. Let's get Drake May out there. Give him some some looks in front of the home fans. Because this might be his last regular season game, sure. You know, he's an in-state kid. I, I imagine that he would like to play against NC State. So for your assumptions, like for your, your calculations, I would say that Sam Howell is probably going to play. But I don't know, man. This NC State defense is tough. If anything, like my only lean here is to take the under with NC State's defense sort of dictating the way that this game plays out and uh, maybe keeping North Carolina at arm's length. So I don't, I don't hate your play, Danny, but... I have zero confidence one way or the other. A Friday night uh, in Carter-Finley Stadium just doesn't – it's an eerie spot. I mean, it's not quite the Friday 10.30 p.m. slot on, you know, where anything can happen. It's an alternate universe. But in the context of the greater North Carolina-NC State rivalry, this is this is new territory that we're plowing through right here. I, I could see myself firing on a, uh, a North Carolina team total under tomorrow, That's- potentially. Uh, NC State runs the ball way too much. Already, they're probably going to see UNC's defenses being bad against the run and be like, oh, we got to pound the ball even more than we already do, which is silly because we're not that good at running it. And we have Devin Leary, who's actually very efficient. And what the hell are we doing? Uh, but, yeah, I, I think you guys are, are, are on the right sides here. Turning the page to Saturday, 12 noon. Oh, and I've got one more Friday. Oh, okay. Go, yeah, go ahead. I am taking another under. This one will be... Or I'm sorry, this is an over. I'm taking the over 50 and a half in UNLV Air Force. I just think the number's too low. I don't really have trends or anything to back it up. I just my numbers say that that's about a field goal too or field goal too high. So yeah, give it. Whose numbers? My numbers. Oh damn! Fight! (laughs) Fight! 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 A numbers fight? Uh, Uh, Ah, yes. My numbers? Yes. Yeah, I really really hate UNLV's offense like with 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 a passion um I I think this thing is going to be like 50 excuse me not 50 30 to 14. we'll see we'll see we'll see all right (laughs) all right uh we'll see all right now we turn the page Saturday noon Ann Arbor Michigan Ohio State now at number two in the college football playoff rankings coming in to play Michigan they are each 10 and one. The Big Ten East title is on the line. The Buckeyes favored by eight and a half over under of 64 and a half. I, am I seeing 23 degrees for this weather? Uh, let me check. I know oh. it's not, it's not going to be warm this weekend. I know that for a fact, but the current forecast for Ann Arbor. Uh, yeah, temperatures at kickoff would be about 31 degrees. Mm. So, so that's. That's that's Midwest summer. Any anybody gonna make a play on the game? Let's see what the line is at. Still, I am. I yeah, am. Go for it. Get us started. And I, go ahead, Tom. You lead us off. I'm gonna get it while it's there. I'm gonna take Ohio State minus seven and a half. 
There's a seven and a half out there? Yeah. Wow. At a certain sports book that also does daily fantasy sports. It is, I mean, I think that this, it's it's a shame because I think that this Michigan team is better than most, like probably maybe every team Harbaugh's had. I think it's more balanced. I think it's more complete. It does things better. But then Ohio State just kind of entered that Death Star mode in the last few weeks, and now it's like, all right, well, not even this Michigan team is going to be able to hang. Like, I don't think this is going to be another Michigan State game. I don't think it's going to be what we've seen recently between these two where Ohio State's winning by three or four scores. But I don't think Michigan's staying within 10. So if I can get Ohio State minus seven and a half, anything below 10, all right, cool, give it to me. Do you guys want to play a game? <laughs> sure. I've seen stall. Yeah. 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 Because this is scary. Let's rank the quarterbacks that Michigan's defense has played so far this year. <laughs> you know your favorite and your second favorite. Is it Morris from Washington? Rocky Lombardi from Northern Illinois. Whoever the hell was quarterbacking for Rutgers in that game? I know they had some injuries there. Was it Graham Mertz for Wisconsin before they shuffled their offensive line and the running back? Taylor Martinez. For Nebraska or Adrian Martinez, uh, whichever one was playing in that ball game, whoever the hell played for Northwestern, because both their quarterbacks are hot garbage. Michigan State, all right, probably leader in the clubhouse. Indiana's walk-on, a banged-up Penn State quarterback, or Talia Tagovailoa without his top two weapons. Please Adrian rank Martinez. them and submit your things quietly. Okay, Adrian Martinez, and I guess second place is Thorne. Mm, yeah. Yeah. And then third place is a banged up Sean Clifford. Fourth place. Is, ooh, this is where it gets real tough. This is, yeah. <laughs> this is why I'm scared to make this play, but I'm still going to make it under 64 and a half. Oh. Because I really don't trust Michigan's passing offense. But I do think that Michigan, they are like number one in the country in non blitz pre- pressure rate which to me lends itself to an under here because I think the only way they can really beat Ohio State is to basically see if Ohio State will make some mistakes, you know, drop everybody into coverage, see if they can hold up against the run enough. I think Ohio State will probably run the ball in this game. Uh, so I'm going to play under 64 and a half. But it does scare me a little bit because we've seen Michigan dominate a spreadsheet before defensively. And then you're like, oh, wait a second. Is what they do, does it translate to this game? But I think they're they're better this year. And I think what they do might translate to this game a little bit. That's why I'm not playing the spread uh, right now, but I, I'm going to hit the under 64 and a half. I got a lock agreement. And I got a lock fight. Two for one special? Two for one special. FSU boys staying together. Let's go. It's rivalry weekend. Give me the under. Here's the thing. We're talking about all these, these quarterbacks. They're the same ones that Michigan has faced too, right? They're the same ones. I'll say this. Who's the most physical team that Ohio State has faced? That's Oregon's defensive line. Like the the count I was going to follow yeah. up and say, what is the best defensive line that Ohio State has faced this year? And Oregon, even with and in Oregon without Kayvon Thibodeau, is probably the best defensive line that Ohio State has faced this year. Yeah. Wisconsin. And oh, Wisconsin. Yeah. I do think that Michigan, like this the the run it right at you. Like, just try to just go at you. I think that's kind of what Oregon's mentality was. And I think they could have some success with that. The other thing, too, is those dudes coming off the edge, 
you know, with Hutchinson and Jabo on the outside, like that's one way to neutralize CJ Stroud. Like this offense is great, but go look historically at what great offenses have done versus a quarterback who's running for his life or getting, you know, getting hit a lot. I think that could be a prob- problem for Ohio State. I have, I think Ohio State can win the national championship. I don't. What's the number up to? What's the highest point I can get? Is it? I can get you eight and a half. So we could middle this thing. Yeah, I'd love to middle it, but actually, no, I won't because I want to catch you in the thing. I want to catch <laughs> you. I think I think Ohio State wins this game, and actually, I I'd, I'd want I'd rather see Ohio State versus Georgia's defense, and I would rather see Michigan try to beat Georgia at their own style. Like I don't think that's going to work, but I think. I think this game will be close. I think it'll be a a, a rivalry, a, one that lives up to the name of the game, and I do think it'll be lower scoring. And then you told me the weather. Like, give me, give me that. I like both my sides even better. We move on to the afternoon. The SEC on CBS game of the week is Alabama at Auburn in Jordan Hare Stadium. The Crimson Tide favored by nineteen and a half points over under of fifty six. Anybody got any Iron Bowl plays? No. Nope. <laughs> I would. I mean, I'm not locking it up, but I just feel like in the Iron Bowl at Auburn, the Tigers getting that many points, the play is to take Auburn because like we've talked about last week, I don't think the drop from Bo Nix to TJ Finley is that big of a deal as far as what Auburn is. It's just this is a game that gets a little weird, but there's so much other stuff going on right now that I, I don't want to lock it up, but that's where I would be. This is very similar to the uh, Cincinnati game for me, with the exception that, that it's a rivalry and Cincinnati ECU is, is not. Bama needs style points if it wants to fulfill Danny, Danny Cannell's prophecy that it will get in as a two-loss non-champion. However, it also is thin at some spots and may want if it does get up it may not want to go you know expose quarterback and those guys uh because it has georgia on deck and how much does it really want to show uh so i think tom is yeah i don't know this is tough bama needed style points against arkansas too i couldn't Couldn't get them get them I would lean Auburn too. It's just hard to pull. It's just hard to pull the trigger on it for a lot. Yeah. And stay away. Unless Auburn is quitting and is a mess. Which see that? Right. And that's I see. Like I think yeah. this is a good game to live bet because if I think if Alabama jumped out quick, Alabama or Auburn throws in the towel. But if Auburn can hang around a little bit, then they believe they can win, and the crowd keeps them into it. That's what makes it a little bit dangerous. Turning our attention to Bedlam, where a couple of different things can happen. Right, bud? Oklahoma can win by a little, or Oklahoma can win by a lot. As Lincoln Riley, in his short time as the Sooners head coach, has more Bedlam wins than Mike Gundy, who has been the head coach of the Cowboys for more than a decade. Uh, Oklahoma is a four-point underdog. Cowboys favored by four over under a 49 and a half. That's not very it's not a very bedlamy type total right there, but clearly. Such a huge game. Oklahoma State already in the Big 12 championship. Oklahoma needs to win this game in order to make the Big 12 championship and keep its college football playoff hopes alive and to force a uh, rematch in this series. Does anybody have a play on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State? I do. Go for it. I am taking the under 50 and a half. I can get it at 50 and a half. Um... I think I just don't. I think Oklahoma's offense is struggling. I don't think it's. We, we waited for it all year to just kind of show up and do the stuff that it always does. It 
hasn't for the most part. We've seen it the last few weeks, even as since the bye. Last week, Iowa State was able to keep it in check, not you know stop it, but keep things close, slow things down. And I think Oklahoma State's got a better defense than Iowa State does. It's what they've built on. It's what they've been excellent at all year. And I think they're going to be able to limit what the Sooners do. And then, of course, none of us are very big fans of the Oklahoma State offense. So I think this is going to be a close kind of Big Ten rock fight instead of the typical Bedlam game that we've come used to seeing in the recent years. I mean, I said it all week. Boomer Sooner, give me four and a half. With uh, the points, too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I, I definitely like those points. Um, I, I'm much closer to an under here than I am an over. I, I think that both these offenses can only really score explosively. Like, neither of them are very methodical. Uh, and I'm basically betting – I fully acknowledge Oklahoma's offense has problems, and I think that's baked into the number. I just think Oklahoma's defense is better than people realize. Mm. Do you realize the overall record in this rivalry? 90, 18, and 7. It's only a rivalry because it's in-state's in last game state. of the year. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and fight, bud. <laughs> fight, fight, fight. I like Mike Gundy. I like his squad. I think they get it done. I think at some point you got to look at this Oklahoma team and say they are what they are. They're a team that's struggling right now. They and facing this defense, Oklahoma State's defense is really good. Like I don't, I I I, I would I like Tom's bet on the under because I do think it'll be kind of an uglier game. Like I don't trust Spencer Sanders, but I trust him more. Then I trust Caleb Williams as a true freshman playing in his first rivalry game on the road. So give me the pokes. Lay those four. I can get it at four, right? Yes. Yep. Love it. Playoffs out there. Well. It, oh. Unders in the 40s. That's what it is. It's an under in the 40s. <laughs> Coming up on the other side, we open up the board. Anything goes all Saturday picks our week 13 locks next. The all new Hyundai 2024 Santa Fe is equipped with everything you need to break free from the dull work week and embark on an adventurous weekend with your family. The all new Hyundai Santa Fe's features ensure that you can take on any adventure. What kind of features? Well, how about the available H-Track all wheel drive so you can take on the dirt trails and kick up some mud? or the standard third row seating so your whole family can experience the thrill together? How about available dual wireless charging pads so no one gets stuck in the great outdoors with a dead phone? We're always trying to think about those great spring and summer getaways, but with a car like the Hyundai Santa Fe, anywhere can be your next adventure. To learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe, go to HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Learn more about the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe at HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for complete details. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. 
Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. So, you know, we've got a, a big run of social events that are coming up here uh, between Thanksgiving all the way through the holiday season. And you want to make sure that you look your best. I mean, I know that we've all got our, our favorite uh, favorite sweats, whether they be from the Cover 3 merch that Danny is rocking right now, whether they be from Homefield Apparel. But look, those sweats need to be put to the side when it's time to get out there and, and make sure that you are dressing your best because that's how you feel confident. That's how you stand out. And there's never been a better time to upgrade your look. Indochino's Black Friday event has their lowest prices of the year on suits, shirts, outerwear, and more. Plus, you're going to save even more using the code COVER3. Uh, you don't have to necessarily go into a showroom. You can be able to do all of this online. And that's one thing that I love is that all you need is a tape measure and the easy-to-use Indochino experience and the online platform that will allow you to customize everything that you want. Indochino offers completely custom-fitted Suits, shirts, casual wear, and more at surprisingly affordable prices. So get a wardrobe personalized to your style and taste without spending a fortune. Measuring yourself on the website can only only takes about 10 minutes, and then you can wear the suit right out of the box in just three to four weeks. Get away from the video calls and get back into looking and feeling amazing. Indochino's Black Friday event runs from November 8th to November 29th. Okay, we're, we're sitting here talking to you on the 24th. Clock is ticking. Indochino.com. Use the promo code COVER3 at checkout to get $50 off any purchase of $399 or more. That's $50 off a purchase of $399 or more at I-N-D-O-C-H-I-N-O.com. Indochino.com and use the promo code COVER3 at checkout for $50 off a purchase of $399 or more. And Speaking of that Cover 3 merch, if you're watching on youtube.com slash Cover 3, Danny Cannell is rocking it right now. We are going to have a Cover 3 merch sale at the CBS store. When the clock hits midnight on Thanksgiving morning, from, from the moment that the clock hits midnight on Thanksgiving morning to Monday the 29th, the CBS store will be offering 25% off all products. No promo code, no discount code. Everything at the CBS merch store will be 25% off. So go and get yourself some cover three swag. And while we're sitting here uh, giving things away, let's do a, a quick check to see how we're doing on these likes. Let's see. We got a, a lot of y'all watching and know. not a lot of y'all smashed that like. Okay, here's the deal. If we can get it up uh, to 200. Yeah, I, I'm feeling generous. 200 likes. If we can get this up to 200 likes, we will be giving away a Sportsline subscription, okay? So go ahead and get in there and smash that like button. If you're watching along, uh, we will be giving away a Sportsline subscription. Uh, once we do, uh, I will give you the instructions on how we can uh, cash those in. Okay, uh, open board anywhere you want to go. Uh, as we sit here, it looks like... Uh, looks like you. Chip. Yeah, it looks like Chip has a lot. You to need to get board. some going. Okay. Before you go, though, Chip, I wanted to—I forgot to do something earlier because Danny's taking Nebraska. I read this was from, and thanks to Chris Felica for retweeting it just now. This is from a couple days ago. I just wanted to read this. Uh, it's an obituary. Oh yeah, I saw <laughs> from this the, from the Hastings Tribune in Hastings, Nebraska. Former Hastings, Nebraska resident Milton Andrew Munson Jr., seventy-three, passed away Tuesday, November sixteenth, in Grand Island. Memorial services will be one p.m. Wednesday, November twenty-fourth. 
today at Livingston Butler Volan Funeral Home in Hastings with Pastor Joel Remmers officiating. Burial with Hastings Military Honor Guard will be at Parkview Cemetery in Hastings. In lieu of flowers, please place an irresponsibly large wager on Nebraska beating Iowa. So, Danny, thank you for honoring Milton. (laughs) Love that. Absolutely love that. Okay, uh, to review what we've got so far, Tom is on uh, Iowa-Nebraska under 41.5, the uh, Bedlam under 50.5, ECU plus 14.5. He's also got a lock fight with Bud on the UNLV Air Force total, and he's got a lock fight with Danny on Missouri-Arkansas and a lock fight with Danny on Ohio State-Michigan. Uh, I've just got the Mississippi State minus one and ECU plus 14 and a half. More to come. Uh, Danny has Nebraska plus one and a half, the Ohio State-Michigan under 64 and a half, Oklahoma State minus four. Uh, we mentioned the Arkansas-Michigan also thrown in that NC State minus six. Bud has Kansas State plus three, UNLV Air Force under 50 and a half, the under in Ohio State-Michigan, and Oklahoma plus four and a half. Okay, so we are going to be turning our attention to a couple of little more off the radar games, but I I really like my my angles in some of these. Number one, uh, Bronco does not want to get embarrassed by a zombie Virginia Tech team. And if you're Virginia Tech, are you like super excited about rolling into Scott Stadium? I, I take Virginia and I lay the seven. I got another one, uh, another like easy rivalry one. If uh, if y'all, it's on the like very similar lines. Anybody got Virginia Virginia Tech thoughts? Okay, <laughs> Louisville's been playing pretty well right now. Malik Cunningham has kind of been lighting it up in the last couple of weeks. Now going up against Syracuse and Duke and, and lighting up the scoreboard is not anything where you can say, "Hey, this is you know one of the top quarterbacks in the country." But in terms of being an all-purpose threat, he's been pretty awesome, and Kentucky uh, right now is going to be coming into Cardinal Stadium and they are a narrow underdog. I like basically the way the cards have been playing in the last month or so. Even the losses have been against quality competition. And I think it's a classic case of line too little. The line is too little. We ride with Malik and we take Louisville and we lay. Oh, I can get a two and a half. Yeah, and we lay the two and a half. Taking a lot of favorites in rivalry games this week, Chip. And where are those favorites? Uh, Mississippi, Virginia, and Louisville. But I'm saying like well, at home. Uh, at, home. at home, yeah. And they are a touchdown or less all. Yeah, just saying. Yeah. It's a it's a scary proposition. I know, I know, I know, I know. Unders and underdogs in a rivalry game that would be a, a starting position. But what about Kentucky inspires the confidence that this is where they got their best game of the season? I don't know. We might find out later. That's a tease. Uh, okay, so I've got a couple more on the board. Um, anywhere y'all want to go? Take it, bud. Oh, hey, Chase. <laughs> <laughs> go for All right, it. Um, I'm going to play a team uh, that... <laughs> oh, there you go. Nice. <laughs> What's going on, man? What you got on your shirt? What's this? Is that a turkey? Is that a turkey? <laughs> Football! Yeah. Nice. <laughs> That's awesome, man. All right. Go for All it. Right. Boston College plus the five. Um, <laughs> I If Boston College can block the opponent, I have pretty good confidence they'll score. 
Uh, and, you know, Wake's offense is pretty good, but that's got to be, you know, like they, they got beat up a little bit by Clemson last weekend. Uh, I was pretty impressed with, 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 with Jerkovic, uh, to be honest. I'm going to go ahead and play BC plus the five here. I, would, I think I'd play it down to like four. Mm. What was Punt's lock? I think Punt likes the Deeks, but I don't know if he's ready for a lock. No, he's, I'm gonna lose. He's not old enough for a, he's not old enough for a lock fight. You have to be at least this tall to engage in a lock fight, especially preschool parlay cards. Let's go. Oh he's my actually God. in the house at uh at, at the daycare. You know, he is the one who's uh, who's passing out the parlay cards and, and collecting. So. Jordan, edit that part out where Bud just shared that million-dollar idea. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. I, do you think that Boston College wins? I think they could, yeah. Because the if Wake Forest loses and NC State wins on Friday, then NC State is going to the ACC championship. Wake Forest wins. Wake Forest is going to the ACC championship. If NC State loses on Friday and Wake Forest loses at Boston College, the Clemson Tigers will have a shot at their seventh straight ACC championship. Thought it was done, but they just, the Undertaker coming out to just storm back and break hearts once again. You know, I, I do have a lock for this game, but it's not on the spread. I am going to be living dangerously, hoping that all those leftovers are weighing on these guys. I'm taking the under 64 and a half in this one because last week when Wake was playing Clemson, like the total was in the 50s. And as I said, there's no Wake game should ever have a total in the 50s because you're getting to at least 60. I don't think they'll be getting past 64 and a half here because, bud, this kind of helps you out a little bit too. If you look at the weather for this game, it's going to be really windy. Winds of about 15 miles per hour. And... Temperature is going to be in the mid-30s. I think that is much more typical for Boston college players than it will be for the Wake players. So I think that could have an impact on it. So, yeah, give me the under. Let's go to the Territorial Cup. And you know what? Do you know what the, the Arizona Wildcats do, Tom? Uh, they fight and they, they play fight. hard. And they play hard. They're not that talented, but they fight and they play hard. And... We have questioned the overall motivation in and around the Sun Devils program. This is just a few too many points for like, and Arizona did some work in the transfer portal, but there's still a lot of that roster that remembers what happened at the, in this rivalry game last year. I think that a team that has fought and played hard under Jed fish is going to be able to keep this thing interesting. Our totals at 52 and a half, you know, Arizona state minus 20, Mm, 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 mm. Give me the Wildcats and all those points. I can get you 20 and a half. Don Brown may already be introduced as the new UMass coach, but I, I think he's still got a, a nice little plan for Jaden Daniels. Mm. It's gonna take all right, a- I got one. You good? Yep. Anybody else? Got, I got one. Who needs more style points than anybody else this weekend? Cincinnati. More than them. Cincinnati has Notre another Dame. game. They Notre got a Dame. conference championship Notre game. Notre Dame's traveling to Palo Alto to take on the Stanford Cardinal, who have been atrocious. The only thing that makes me worried about this game is that it seems too easy. Is it only 18? 19 now. I'll take it at 19. I'll lay it. I think Notre Dame has to just unleash 
all kinds of hell on Stanford to try to make one last-ditch effort because they're sitting in a really great spot. We've heard the committee say, eye test. We've heard them talk about defense now. They need to dominate on both sides of the ball just like they've been doing for the last few weeks. So give me the Fighting Irish laying 19 on the road against Stanford. A Galak agreement. I mean, guys, I, I so you can dismiss the, the Utah loss somewhat because McKee didn't play and, and it was kind of on, on short notice. But they also gave up 52 points. They've played three teams in a row that I think have rushed for like 800 yards on them combined. You know, Cal went for three. No, more than that. Shoot, almost 1,000 because Cal went for 340. Utah ran for over 400 and Oregon State had what, 200 something? Yes. So Notre Dame can run the ball with Kyron Williams and those guys. I uh, Stanford, I'm not going to say they're quit, but they might be a secretly like like they've quit team uh, or that defense just they're done. I make this. Uh, yeah, I I have this 38 14. All right, I got another one kind of picking back off this theme. Who needs the least amount of style points this weekend? Georgia. Georgia playing against Georgia Tech, who did get beat by Notre Dame 55 to nothing. Now hear me out. If you go back and look at the several games before that, Georgia Tech was a handful for a lot of different opponents. What is Georgia? What are they thinking about? Are they worried about the Yellow Jackets? No. They're worried about getting in and getting out of Dodge and getting everybody healthy, making sure you are ready for an SEC championship game. This number is at 35 and a half. Is that where I can get my best number? I think yep. you're going to see backups. You're going to see walk-ons. You might even see them do a Zeb Nolan, let some graduate assistant get out there. Go ahead, get some reps on TV. Georgia Tech has to have some sense of pride out there, but I think this is one where the number is just too big. So give me the Yellow Jackets at home getting 35 and a half. I'm just happy Danny's back because – oh, go ahead. No, I will also be playing Georgia Tech, but plus 50 live when Georgia gets out to that nice big lead <laughs> and the computer doesn't – the algorithm setting the line in these live games does not account for the fact that Georgia does not need style points. <laughs> so I'm just happy Danny's back to because he missed out on Vandy last week. Danny finds a 30-something dog. He's taking what? it, damn it. <laughs> it's principle. Yeah, you start with the 36 to nothing lead. Come on yeah. now. <laughs> um, all right. There was a game two years ago where Minnesota had a chance – to win the Big Ten West. Oh, God, yeah. And it was playing at home, and it turned into an absolute blizzard in Minneapolis. Wisconsin came in there, ran the ball, played good defense, got out of there with a victory. I don't think it's going to be a blizzard again, and that Minnesota offense with Rashad Bateman, Tyler Johnson, and the three Tanner Morgans ago, Tanner Morgan. <laughs> They needed to be able to throw the ball. This Minnesota team's not that. I mean, that's it's just not the way that they handled their business. But still, I like Wisconsin to repeat what it did and go in and cover? Yeah. Cover seven points against Minnesota 
in uh, in one of the most played rivalries in all of college football, as we are Paul. Wait, Paul Bunyan's axe. Mm-hmm. Yeah, the battle for Paul Bunyan's axe. I think the Badgers take care of business and uh, finish seven and two in the Big Ten, and that would be punching their ticket to the Big Ten championship game. So give me the Badgers. Lay the points. I got you six and a half. Happy Thanksgiving, bud. Thanks, man. <laughs> I, uh, I'll stick in the Big Ten. It's happening. Yes. Finally. The hat is coming to Champaign. Illinois, minus six and a half. Not just going to beat him. Going to run it up on him because we haven't had the opportunity to do that a lot in recent years. And this year, we've got a chance to run it up on Northwestern. Going to take out a lot of frustration on them, guys. Illini, minus six and a half. Lock it up. Lock agreement. Yes. <laughs> I have this 28-14. Northwestern is garbage. Like, Illinois is not good, but Northwestern is, like, one of the worst teams in the country. They are not competitive. <laughs> I'm sure Pat, uh, Pat Fitzgerald will, will take and clip that probably. Like, yeah, I know. The one year. <laughs> Northwestern by 20. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so if you want a stat here for Northwestern, uh, four of their last five games, post-game win expectancy, 2%, 0%, 0%, 0%, and then they, 23% was their high watermark there, uh, a game which they were pretty lucky to be within three of Iowa. They're just not competitive. If, if if they don't beat him this year, I'm just going to cry. Cry, 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 cry. Let's see. You can, you can all total also, this thing too, right? Yeah. Also, Illinois can get to a bowl game if they win this at five and seven, depending on how other things go. You guys go. do a work in the classroom up there, Tom? That APR I'm, score? Look at that. I, that's, I mean, come on. I, how do you you got to, you know, we're just nothing but doctors and rocket scientists. Does anybody have any plays? I, because just because they're huge games, I, I want to at least get thoughts on them for those interested. Uh, Oregon, Oregon State, Oregon minus seven over under 60 and a half, and Penn State, Michigan State, Penn State favored by one in East Lansing over under 51 and a half. I, I'm leaning towards the over in the civil or uh, what we're not calling it that anymore. Yeah. I'm leaning towards the over in Oregon, Oregon State but it's not a super high amount of confidence. I don't really like anything on the spread there. And then what was the other one you mentioned? Um, Michigan, oh, Michigan, Michigan, oh, Michigan State. State. I, Michigan State, Penn State, yeah. I'm totally staying away from that one. We we have a lean fight, Tom, because uh, I, I bet the under at 64, 63, and 62 on Oregon uh, Oregon State. I I, uh, I think the game should be like 56 because Oregon's got all those receivers out and Oregon State wants to run the ball. True, yeah. I just um, want to see like a like somehow can we get the the algorithm or the system like I, I want to see it personified as you know Bud hits it and the algorithm's like okay drop the line and then Bud hits it again he's like okay drop the line because you just you just rattled it off three different times that you hit. I'll that take a time. video of it. Okay. <laughs> Sometimes it's pretty quick. Uh, all right, so Penn State Michigan, I would not bet this game with y'all's money. Yeah, Penn State Michigan State. Like I have no idea who's going to play for Michigan State. <laughs> exactly. Top two receivers, best two offensive linemen, one of the key defensive linemen, one of their best linebackers is in a knee brace. You know, what, what, what? One of their safeties is out. Is Kenneth Walker healthy? Like this is a game I might bet at game time after seeing who's announced in the lineups. But like you couldn't, I wouldn't bet this with any of the commenters' money pregame unless you guys have a real strong lean because I have no idea who's going to play. I made this. I made my buy points. Penn State plus three. 
and Michigan State plus seven, which is way too big of a range. And it's never going to get there. It's basically just to keep me off it. There's some games that are good for Thursday show and some games that are good for Saturday night show because sometimes you're making picks and you've got confident, you've got an edge, your numbers might tell you something. And then sometimes you just want to talk about it. And for the $180 million game, I just want to talk about it. Yeah. I just want to talk about which one of these fan bases is going to be angry when they lose because one of these two coaches is going to lose. I, listen, a lot of people don't talk about this, but when two teams play college football, one has to lose. What? Well, did you know what's even more? With, if you listen to college football fans, do you realize that only one team wins the national championship? I know it used to be two. But now there's there's only one. 129 do not, and yet we're firing coaches because they don't win one every three or four years. Yeah, we are right on the edge of uh, giving out some free Sportsline subscriptions. So uh, if you are watching right now, uh, smash that like button, and uh, and we'll go ahead and uh, celebrate with uh, with handing some out. I will have the instructions once we break the threshold. Okay, any? How many more do we have? I have two. Me too. Go for it. That's about how many I have. All right. We're back on a quit watch, boys. Going back to the well. Thankful for moody teenagers not wanting to do stuff. We are taking Southern Miss minus 10 at home against FIU. And we are taking Navy minus 12 and a half against Temple. Because honestly, Temple quit a month ago. And what is the last thing a defense that's already quit wants to face? an option offense with offensive linemen chop blocking them on every single snap. That team is going to tap. Oh, we got more kids. There you go. <laughs> Fred's Thanksgiving week. Let's Happy go. Thanksgiving. <laughs> but I, we just, I, I think Temple taps out about at the end of the first quarter and Navy just absolutely runs away with it. So Navy and Southern Miss. We have hit our number, our magical number of likes. So uh, here's what you need to do. Uh, Put your Twitter handle in the chat. Uh, We will select five of you randomly. And make sure, by the way, make sure you are following Sportsline on Twitter, at Sportsline. So go ahead and fill up the chat. Uh, with your Twitter handle and make sure that you are following Sportsline on Twitter that we will get in touch with you with the instructions on how you can get your free Sportsline subscription. Thanks to all of you who smashed that like. Uh, We are very excited to give you this Thanksgiving gift of a Sportsline subscription. All right, I got two more. I'm going to go Clemson. I might have three more. Clemson, South Carolina. Clemson's traveling to Columbia Everybody's excited about Shane Beamer, the seasons he's had. Boy, they feel great about themselves. Well, guess what? Don't look now. Clemson did get in the top 25. They've won four games in a row. Starting to run the ball a little bit better. DJ's playing a little bit more confidence. Man, give me Clemson. Lay the 11. Is it 11? Uh, Yeah, I can get you an 11 still. Lay the 11. I think you kind of get back to uh, reality a little bit for South Carolina. And this matters for recruiting. So Dabo and Clemson invested in this one. And then I'll go out west. UCLA against Cal. UCLA is playing at home. They just dropped 60 uh, against USC. I'm going to go ahead and take UCLA. I think they get to that eight wins. I think Chip Kelly can dangle that carrot out for them. And they win impressively against Cal. I know Justin Wilcox has had a pretty good defense. But I think UCLA has their way. So I'll lay that six and a half. Tigers. Yeah, come on. Uh, by the way, Danny and Chip lock agreements nine and three. 
Ooh, ACC so, boys. Yeah. Let's go. Uh, yeah, Clemson, it, Clem, Clemson needs so many good feels. Like you could just see the way that uh, the way that that sideline, the way that that team w- was responding, like just to just to have some some real success and feel like you are everyone is moving in the same direction. Even though DJ Uyunglele still has has yet to be what our we imagined he would be if we copied and pasted his two performances from last season. Um, I I like the way they were running the football with uh, with Pace and Shipley and Will Shipley is special. That dude is going to be a nightmare in the ACC in 2022 and in 2023. Then he's probably off to the NFL, but uh, they got themselves a special one right there. I got one more, one more. I see a 30 plus spot. Our guy Barton's out there just clawing away. They played, they played Ole Miss pretty tough. I know Tennessee's had a great year. It's in Knoxville. Yeesh. I'll go ahead and take the 31 and a half. Fandy. Anchor down. Let's go. God. I mean, you start with the 31 point lead. All you got to do <laughs> exactly. is how great would it be if they actually put those up in stadiums? It would be way more compelling for some <laughs> of these games. Guys, I gotta ask y'all about uh gotta ask y'all about the game. Five and six Florida State, five and six Florida, Gators favored by two and a half, over under a fifty-nine. Are either of y'all gonna lock it up? I'm going to put a lock on this game that I've not put out there yet. I'm gonna get I've got a lock for this game too. Knowles. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Are you fighting that? Are you taking the Gators? <laughs> no, no, I'm not. Um, but I am going to take the under. Oh, that's a good one. So, not really sure how healthy Darius Washington is. Let left that game, as you guys know. What's the rule on Florida State? If they got the starting offensive lineman, bet them. If they don't, fade them because they don't have any depth. This has been a pretty profitable principle for us throughout the year. Also, if Mackenzie Milton plays, definitely fade him. Uh, but I. I think you're going to see a big dose of Jordan Travis in this game. If you look at Florida's defense, uh, it is much worse against the run. If FSU makes a bowl, they got like three or four weeks for Jordan to heal up, so I expect them to keep the ball on the ground a lot more in this game, a lot of QB run. Also, who's the head coach for Florida right now? It's Greg Knox. What position does he coach? Running backs. <laughs> Man, if your receiver's coach is the interim guy, they're going to be chucking it. If, if the running back coach is the interim, they're going to be handing the ball off to those backs probably doing a lot more QB run stuff. So I'm, for situational reasons, I'm going to be firing under 59 and a half here. Uh, Lock it up. Yeah. On uh, the total? Yeah. Okay. Saving something. For, I got you know. <laughs> okay. I, I'm, I'm all... I will be betting alt-line FSU, by the way. What do you mean? Like, I'm going to be betting FSU, like... Minus seven and a half at like plus 400. Just because of uh, like just the idea that if they get up. I think Florida could quit. Right. I mean, that's, that's my thought is that if this, if the, the odds makers are telling us that the numbers say this game should be close. And if Florida is engaged with the close game late in the game, while Florida state has Mike Norvell and a, a lot of uh, a very targeted goal of being able to go and make a bowl game. I like the Seminoles motivational edge. I mean, it is basically like Danny, you mentioned it. This Week is psychology season. It is just like the bowl season. Who wants it more? Knowles all day. Um, all right, I'm tapped out. Anybody got anything else? I got one. All right. Get a weather check in Memphis. We are looking at 50, 
Uh, where's the temperature here? Uh, 6.7 mile an hour winds. Looks like it's going to be okay. Uh, 53 degrees, so nothing absolutely crazy. Michael Pratt came back for Tulane last week. He put up a bunch of yards and a couple touchdowns. Memphis is not having to block Houston's defensive line. Tulane secondary is atrocious. Over 57 and a half. I, I think this line should be like 64. So, uh, yeah, I'm playing over 57 and a half. Okay. I mean, too, too I know late. it's boring, but no, it's exciting. Well, we did. Well, we had uh, at least it's an over, right? Not, yeah, not just no, hammering every single one. Well, we <laughs> the had the allegation that Tulane had quit. Remember from the yeah. live chat, and did not look like Tulane had quit nope. after uh, after the way it played against USF. That's for sure. Um, all right, Tom, you you clear? I am clear. I've got money line sprinkles left, and that's it. Obviously. All right. To review. We have uh, Tom is getting us started with Iowa, Nebraska under 41 and a half, UNLV Air Force over 50 and a half, the under 50 and a half in Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, ECU plus 14 and a half, Missouri plus 14 and a half, Wake Boston College under 64 and a half, Illinois minus six and a half, Southern Miss minus 10, I- Ohio State minus seven and a half, and Navy minus 12 and a half. Uh, Chips got Mississippi State minus one, ECU plus 14 and a half, UVA minus seven, Louisville minus two and a half, Arizona plus 20 and a half, Wisconsin minus six and a half, Clemson minus 11, and Florida State plus three. Spray the board. Danny has Mississippi State minus one, Nebraska plus one and a half, Ohio State, Michigan under 64 and a half, Oklahoma State minus four, Arkansas minus 14 and a half, Florida, Florida State under 59 and a half, Clemson minus 11, Notre Dame minus 19, Michigan plus eight and a half, NC State minus six, Georgia Tech plus 35 and a half, Clemson minus 11. Uh, that's already up there. UCLA minus six and a half, and Vanderbilt plus 31 and a half. Anchor down. Bud has Kansas State plus three, uh, the UNLV Air Force under 50 and a half, Ohio State, Michigan under 64 and a half, Oklahoma plus four and a half, Boston College plus five, Florida, Florida State under 59 and a half, Illinois minus six and a half, Notre Dame minus 19, and Tulane, Memphis over 57 and a half. The bad blood here at Thanksgiving at the dinner table. Lock fight between Tom and Bud on the UNLV Air Force total. Lock fight between Tom and Danny on Missouri, Arkansas on the side. Lock fight between Tom and Danny on Ohio State and Michigan. Uh, Lock fight between Danny and Bud on Oklahoma, Oklahoma State. And then some lock agreement. Very familial here. Uh, Chip and Danny riding with Mississippi State minus one. Tom and Bud riding with Illinois minus six and a half. Chip and Danny also on Clemson minus 11. Uh, Danny and Bud on Notre Dame minus 19 and the total under in Florida, Florida State. Uh, Danny and Bud also riding together on Ohio State, Michigan under 64 and a half. All right. Now we turn our attention to the money line sprinkles. Oh, yeah. All right. Last week in the sprinkles. We had uh, Tom cashed that FSU a plus 110, took a loss on USF, Oregon, and Illinois. Uh, I won Colorado, Missouri, and South Carolina. Danny cashed on Florida State, lost on Oregon, Iowa State, and Nebraska. And uh, Bud, let's see, Virginia Tech lost, and Oregon State won. One. 
So uh, there we go. Uh, what are our money line sprinkles? I guess. Did you did you see who the new money line sprinkle leader is? It's me. That's right. It's me. It was me all season, and then Chip just comes right at the end of the year and snatches it from me. Who me? Um, <laughs> yo ho, yo ho, a pirate's life for me. <laughs> ECU money line against Cincinnati. All of the sweats. And look, I, I saw the commentary as, as we were discussing the game earlier in the Friday section of the show. And I have had Cincinnati games as a second or third screen position for me. I haven't had the audio on. I haven't had the joy of live blogging any one of these suckers yet. But apparently the entire like broadcast is just talking about the playoff, right? You know, like the the broadcasters are just nonstop talking about this whole group of five thing. Well, I'll have that audio on because I want to hear him. I want to hear him wiggle. I want to hear him wriggle. I want to hear him get uncomfortable as they're walking the plank and ECU takes care of business in Dowdy Ficklin Stadium. Uh, I'm also going to be laying a little sprinkle on the Michigan Wolverines because if there is a team or a time for Jim Harbaugh to do it. He has started to cross a lot of those. Jim Harbaugh doesn't win in Camp Randall. Jim Harbaugh doesn't win these games on the road. Jim Harbaugh doesn't win these games against ranked teams. You know, you got that renegotiated contract back in January, more incentive laden. Tell you what, the incentives are going to come flowing if Michigan can beat Ohio State, adding to the number of firsts. So while they are different prices, uh, ECU and Michigan aren't quite, wouldn't it be hilarious, but it's not far from wouldn't it be hilarious because we sure seem pretty confident that Ohio state's going to win that game. And I think that Michigan has its best team uh, under Jim Harbaugh and one of its best chances to be able to get a win in this rivalry. And I've got two sprinkles and I'm done. I don't hate it. Can I bang out my three and then I got to roll? Yeah. I got kids in the car ready for this drive to Hot Lana. <laughs> no, I was going to say, let them fill in. Right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> they would if I didn't have to go. All right. Give me Florida State on the money line. I had to. Plus 110, I think it is. I don't like it because I think it's a lot of people are getting in on the Knowles now. But man, maybe it's just one of those ones because you have to believe. Florida. I mean, look at the different vibes around the programs. Both teams identical records, and yet we're firing one coach and we're feeling really good about another one. I actually like the Knowles' chances, but I it's I just think it's going to be one of those effort things because I don't know if the you know we'll see. Uh, give me Michigan State playing at home against Penn State. I know it was ugly against Ohio State last week. James Franklin just gets paid. I still think this Michigan State team is pretty good. I think that was more of a testament to just getting completely just from the get go, just behind. They were not able to do what they wanted to do, which was run Kenneth Walker the third. I think he'll have something to say in this game too. So give me Sparty at home as the home dog. And then give me Kansas State playing against Texas. Like, are you, we're supposed to trust Texas five losses in a row, make it six. Kansas State wins in Austin, and the dumpster fire continues to burn for the Longhorns. Moneyline sprinkle on Texas uh, job change coming in the next uh, next two weeks. Surprise me. All right. Uh, I got to bounce. You guys go. I got to get go, happy go. Thanksgiving. Happy Thanksgiving. Talk to you guys you, later. Uh, all right, bud, Tom. Uh, I'll go. Um, I have four. First one is on Thursday night. It's the Egg Bowl. Give me Ole Miss 
plus 105 because, Bud, you kind of touched on it earlier in the show. I'm not sure Ole Miss has really been showing all its cards in the last few weeks, and I think Thursday could be a surprise for some. Uh, so then another one. Sorry, uh, I know that I think Danny locked up North Carolina State. Give me North Carolina plus 200. Mac Brown, since he's come back to Chapel Hill, has faced Dave Dorn and the Wolfpack twice. In 2019, beat him in Raleigh 41 to 10. Last year, beat him 48 to 21. It's a big swing in the spread. Give me UNC plus 200. Then my last two, uh, Chip, this is, sorry, Kentucky plus 130. I just... I don't think I, I agree with you that Louisville's played better, but as you mentioned when going over your pick, I don't think they've done it against very good teams. And I think that while Kentucky definitely has its problems and definitely has its faults, I think it's probably the best team they faced in a while. I like the Wildcats odds there. And Bedlam, which I expect to be low scoring. And Bud, I know you're on the Sooners. So am I. Sooners plus one seventy two. Nice. Love it. All right, guys, I have some sicko mode stuff here. Like, just absolutely disgusting. First is a team that I have been pretty good with this year, and I'm going back to the well, both against and on. But I am taking Bowling Green, plus 195, I think is the best one I can see out there right now. Let's see. Yeah. Uh, To upset Ohio. Uh, I know Ohio has been running the ball a little bit better, but I think Bowling Green – uh, is more likely than that number to get it done, which I guess is the analysis you give for every single one of your picks. Like, yeah, I think this is more likely than the line. Great analysis, bud. All right. I'll see you all next week. Um, here's one for you. So Liberty just got absolutely crushed by Louisiana. Mm-hmm. Do you think it's going to be up to play? Uh, Army? Yeah. No. Army plus 155. Maybe I'm missing something there, which no. I could be That's because special. like, you know, they didn't play very well last week against UMass. Especially, too, because, like, what does Louisiana do? Runs the ball. What yeah. does Arby do? Runs the ball. What couldn't Liberty stop anybody from running the ball? I do think Louisiana's defense is better than Army's defense. Yes. And Liberty will have more success being able to move the ball against Army than it did. But I don't disagree with the pick at all. All right. And then the final one. This is the matchup of the worst two teams in the nation. Yes. And I do not think that there is any way. And I was actually pretty encouraged by how UMass played last week. They were supposedly missing a bunch of starters, and they actually gave Army some hell. Uh, and in a game that I was angry about because I bet Army because I heard UMass was missing all those starter, starters, and I lost that. Not on the lock spot, but kind of Saturday morning special. I'm going to take UMass plus 200 because why in the hell is New Mexico State? Like, do you guys really trust them? Do you think they should be a you think they should be a favorite of that amount? Okay. Oh, yeah. Tom, are you betting New Mexico State? Uh, no, I don't bet on the bottom 25 game of the century of the week. It's, okay. it's too much conflicting interest there. This is a bottom 25 playoff game for all intents and purposes because the winner is probably out of the bottom 25 playoff. Yeah, they might drop all the way to 128th. Yeah, they might <laughs> drop to fifth. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. New Mexico State brought me home just, you know, really still running like hurry up, no huddle in a game where they were down like 30 points and a 10.30 p.m. kickoff on a Saturday when the confetti was blowing in front of the cameras yeah. out of Nevada. Nevada. And I just, yep. Yeah, I, I, I got it. They got points on the they board. Yeah, they, they don't quit. They just keep fighting. But I understand that that game 
there, this is not a backdoor cover situation like the Nevada game was. Very different game script. Is that it? That's it as far as as far as those. Yeah. All right. Are you guys so, doing any kind of crazy stuff this weekend? What do you mean? Like, this is definitely a, a, a quit factor weekend. Yeah. You know, if there's ever been one, um, dropping some other alt stuff. I'm probably going to hit BYU alt, and I'd like for maybe some people to to play USC so I can get a, a, a BYU team total uh, that's a little little nicer too because I, I I don't really see USC keeping them under under five touchdowns. BYU team total over. That is your just lean. Yeah, gift. I'm just waiting to hit it. Yeah, that's that 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 is a gym that uh, that Bud Elliott just. If you said. stayed to minute seventy seven in this podcast, then yeah, I will say I like I locked up the twelve and a half. I would I'll probably take like a Navy minus twenty and a half alt line. Yeah, alt lines. I'm I just learned about these team totals and first <laughs> half team totals. I'm not ready for alt lines. All right, Tom's got Ole Miss plus one hundred five, UNC plus two hundred, Kentucky plus one thirty, Oklahoma plus one seventy two. Uh, chips sitting on ECU plus 470 and Michigan plus 250. Danny's got FSU plus 125, Michigan State plus 105, Kansas State plus 130, Bud going with Bowling Green plus 195, Army plus 155, and UMass plus 200. You can follow him on Twitter at Tom Fernelli. You can follow him at Bud Elliott 3. You can follow me at Chip underscore Patterson. We will be back with you live on Saturday night with our Week 13 Instant Reactions. Make sure that you subscribe not only to the Cover 3 Podcast wherever you get your podcasts, but on YouTube at youtube.com slash cover3. Smash the bell for notifications, and you will know when we are going live. Gentlemen, thank you very much. Happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Thank you, y'all. CBS Sunday, after the Equalizer. You collect rewards, right? This is how I make my living. It's the season finale. Everyone's looking for something. Of Tracker. You strong swimmer? So-so. So-so. So-so's okay. Justin Hartley stars. How you survive, you make quick, smart decisions. If you never let panic take the wheel. Sounds cool. It is cool, actually. Very cool. Tracker. CBS season finale Sunday after The Equalizer on CBS and streaming on Paramount+.